0: Hey guys, I'm Esther, owner of Sereth Design. And I'm Jen, owner of Hello June Creative. Welcome to Better the Brand Designer Podcast. We're all about broadcasting
1: conversations that support our design community, uncovering industry secrets, and offering actionable
0: advice. Just remember, the only designer you need to be better than is the one you were yesterday.
1: Hi friends, welcome back to Better the Brand Designer Podcast. It is just me, Esther, today, and I am so excited to be bringing you a bonus episode. Today, I want to talk about bridging culture and design. This is such an important topic to me. It's something that personally, I feel like I have grown and learned about over my mere 26 years on this planet. And if you had listened to my introduction episode In season five, episode zero, I talk about how I am mixed and my mom is Chinese, my dad is white, a mixture of lots of different Caucasians, and I also lived abroad in China for six years growing up. So culture has always been a part of my life. It's always been something that I both struggle with and also embrace because living in that in-between is just really, really hard. I also, throughout my time growing up in China and traveling around the world with my parents, I met a lot of different people of different cultures and who have different traditions, different lives, different backgrounds. And I love getting to meet them and hear their stories, hear where they come from, what is important to them, and what they feel like represents who they are. And so when I started getting into brand design and advertising, I was really fascinated by the idea that advertising and marketing is really just tapping into other people's minds, really understanding who they are and how you can connect with them on a deep level. And so when I think about how you bridge culture and design, it's really marketing, but like digging even deeper into, all right, how am I going to talk to them as if their abuela was talking to them or how their mother was talking to them or how their best friend from home and just getting to understand where those cultural notions are. And that also plays into color and typography. And there's just so much within the world of design that we can use to connect with people culturally. But there also is this balance of how are you culturally aware and connecting with people and not appropriating culture. So that's one. A second one is also how are you connecting with them when you are not that culture. And this is something I think is really important in design. Even if you never work on a project with somebody who blatantly is saying, I want my brand to feel like it talks to Mexicans or I want my brand to feel like it talks to Koreans. It doesn't have to be that blatant, but there can be a story that is subtly told within it. Whenever you have a project, really think about how you can dig deep into how it makes people feel, how you can be conscious and empathetic and loving through your design. So some of the projects that I've gotten to work on have been able to allow me to tap into this a little bit. And I wanted to share some of those stories with you. So if you have taken a look at my business, Sarah Design, that is a very personal brand to me, obviously, because it's my studio and I love it so much. But also because I really tapped into my own personal story and what makes me unique. So like I said, my mom is Chinese and growing up in China and growing up with my mom's Chinese food, I would always have China bowls that she would put my noodle soup into, my rice into, and it had intricate floral designs on it, the blue and the white. You see it in a lot of different cultures, but in China, it is very distinct. And I just was thinking about how like my story all stems from Chinese food. I mean, I eat it every single day. It's kind of where I start my morning, where I end my evenings. And I wanted that to be part of Seraph Design. And so when you look at my branding, you see that woven into it. And it's not explicitly, hey, I am Chinese. But it is, hey, I have this story that is part of me. And let's do it in a way that is modern and soulful and very intriguing. Another project that I worked on is Kutoa Project. So, Kutoa Project is a therapy center for women and children that is based in Nairobi, Kenya. I got connected with Jason and Shay, who run the Kutoa Project, when I went to travel to Kenya a few years ago. And when I started working with them, I wasn't really sure how I would be able to connect with their audience. They wanted to be able to connect with the people of Kenya, wanted it to feel very lively, wanted it to feel very much of part of the culture. And being somebody who is not East African, who is not Kenyan, i Didn't really know what that looked like. So I had to do a lot, a lot of research and trying to see, okay, are there certain patterns? Are there certain colors? Like, how do I even know when I haven't spent that long? I had only spent about two weeks in Kenya. I think the key here is I asked a lot of questions and I might have sounded stupid, but they never said anything like that. I asked like, are there certain color combinations that are no-nos to use. And one thing that came up is like orange and blacks feel like Halloween and they feel very like eerie. So let's stay away from that. Let's not go into these neutral color palettes because Kenyan fabrics are just so vibrant and full of life and people wear them so much everywhere. So it needs to feel like that. And then another thing that we had talked about is the Katengi cloths, which are these mud cloths, and they have different patterns on them. I asked, do any of these mean anything specifically? Is there like certain patterns that I should stay away from? And it's just really interesting to tap into those like very nitty gritty thoughts. But what came out is that no, none of the patterns really mean anything. So let's use them and interpret them in the way that makes sense for the business itself. So we were then able to create patterns and a logo, an icon that feels very resemblant of Eastern Africa, but also is not just a image of Africa or like a something that would work well in the US, like something very minimal. It's kind of like it's loud and it's proud and it's very fun. And the colors are extremely vibrant. I had never worked with that vibrant of colors before. And it was so fun. But just tapping into that idea of, okay, this is a different audience. This is a different type of culture that I'm working with. And if I just do what I think is best, it's not going to connect in the way that it needs to. If I just did something black and white with creams, which I personally love, or maybe even like a blue and white like my Sarah design is, that's not going to connect with the people of Kenya. So take a look at that Kutoa project. It's on my website, serathdesign.com. And you can see kind of what I'm talking about with the ways that we were able to use the color and the patterns and not be too over the top. It's still subtle and it's still minimal, but in the best way. So what I wanted to kind of stem into with those two examples is there are some things to do And some things not to do when you are trying to bring culture into your brand projects. So some things that I want you to think about to do is to show personality, to tell stories through your design. It is really that that's going to be the core of your business anyways. And you know this, even when it's not just a cultural design, just any type of brand design, you want to tell a story, tell who your client is. In a way that's gonna be impactful. It shows where they've been, where they wanna go, what their values are, and putting that into one logo. I mean, I know it's hard. I know it's really hard, but when you're able to work that together, oh, it's so freaking beautiful and so impactful for them too. And then storytelling, I think, is really, really important to be able to showcase, like I said, those values of, okay, for example with Katoa project having these certain shapes that symbolize growth and shapes that symbolize safety kind of having that storytelling that you can talk to and share with your clients and that they can share with their consumers as well so that being said using symbolism and subtle nods to culture that i think is one of the key things to make it tasteful and not kitschy at all by digging into certain tiny aspects. So for example, with Sarah's Design, I have China bowls. I'm not putting out a China bowl, but I like zoomed way in to the style of illustration and used that as a jumping off point. So there's ways that I would say zoom way in because you can always like take steps back out. But if you zoom way into something that's intriguing to you, Then I think that is where you can have these subtle nods to culture. A third thing is to use color to your advantage. So there are colors that each culture embraces and loves. And how do you then take those and maybe subtly tweak it a little bit so that it feels a little more fresh? I'm currently working on a project for a production studio that is the owner is Mexican. And he wants to tell the story of the Mexican revolution through his videos and through the design of the website and his branding. And so we want to play in with the reds and the greens and and blacks. But when I was looking at those colors, you don't want it to feel like, okay, we're just putting that Mexican flag on the website. But how do you turn that green into maybe something that's a little bit more of a soft green, like a dark, soft green, thinking towards a little emerald, a little forest green, and you can play with it. Of of course, we know how to play with color as designers. How do you turn that into something that's a little more subtle? That's the skill in an art. And I can't tell you exactly how to do that. That's more of a rhetorical question. But then you can use maybe the reds as subtle accents. So it's not just all up in your face. But using color to your advantage because color is really key in any type of design. If you think about stepping outside of culture, but stepping into a corporate world, like Starbucks, you know that green. McDonald's, you know the yellow and the red. You have these like very clear ideas of color and how it connects to a certain brand. And so being able to do that with your designs is really, really cool and really important. Another thing that I would suggest and what I love doing is digging into history. So maybe that looks like Taking yourself to a museum and learning what different elements, designs are used in that culture's history and how you can pull that into your brand design or your website design. For the project that I was just talking about with the video production company, he wanted to kind of take some inspiration from propaganda posters. We don't want it to feel like propaganda posters, but have the revolutionary. Aspect to it, the colors, the textures. And so I did a whole research on what that looked like because there are so many different types and I didn't want it to feel appropriating of posters or feel like it's propaganda at all. But looking where I can zoom into some of the textures and some of the layouts. And also recently I did go to a museum, the Art Institute of Chicago, and I was even looking through like the Egyptian. Hieroglyphs, and it's so cool. I took pictures of some of the symbols. Like, that could be inspiration for if you ever worked on an Egyptian project, which I have never, but that would be really cool. There's so much to learn from history, and history repeats itself. Like, we don't have to use the exact same layouts or the exact same shapes, but interpreting it in a new and modern way is really key when you are trying to turn something like bridge that culture design. Also be curious when you travel, wherever you travel, there's always going to be colors and textures. And I just, I love taking lots of photos. So I take them and then I save them. And someday, whenever I'm looking at a project for a certain area, I go back and see like, oh, that's exactly how the streets looked or that's how the buildings looked or that's how a poster was designed or fabric I love fabrics. I think you can tell so much of a culture through its fabrics. So be curious when you travel, be aware. If you listen to Natalia's episode on her traveling full-time, she talks a lot about also just being so engrossed in the culture and inspired by what you see around you. So I think that's huge. And then lastly, what to do is ask questions ask so many freaking questions that your clients get annoyed. like Because even though they may be annoyed in the moment, they are actually going to benefit from it. Ask so many questions that you can be able to tap into their mindset, tap into where they're at with their background and their history and their culture and how you can really connect the dots there. Okay. So now the more negative side, what not to do. I think this is one of the most important things to talk about. We cannot, not, not appropriate culture. It is absolutely not okay. It is detrimental to other cultures. It's detrimental to the way that we interact with people. For example, there are lots of fonts that just appropriate culture, such as Chapsui font. Chapsui font is a very Chinese Style font that um, you may see on some Chinese restaurants that are, it's just very kitschy. It's not reminiscent of the types of fonts that are actually used in China, but it is a way that Western culture has interpreted things and then blown it out of proportion. And you see that a lot. And also, there are certain fonts for Mexican restaurants you see, or even just like the hamsa for yoga or the lotus flower for yoga, like there are so many things that are just overused. I think that's the way that you can tell if something is being appropriated is if it's overused and you only really see it in the Western hemisphere. You see it in the way that we interpret other cultures in the US, Canada and in some Places in Europe as well. It's really easy for us to just lump all of these design types together into one. But really, like being able to take a step away and create something that feels like it's Asian or feels like it's South African, but not in the way of the fonts. And then also, lastly, I want to say just think about ways to tell your brand story. That's going to be what really makes your brand stand out more, is how do you tell the story without doing it in a way that has been done before? Culture and design is something that is so beautiful when done and executed correctly because culture is so beautiful. It's rich. There's so much history to it. I mean, thousands and millions of years of history and bringing it into design and bringing it into businesses And being able to tell those stories is really cool and it's really an honor. And I love doing it with my projects. I'm sure if you have the opportunity to work on projects that are similar, you will feel that joy and the privilege to get to hold somebody's story and tell it in a way that is so personal and unique to them. And if you don't have a project that's like that, that is totally okay. I know that there is not going to be a project for everybody that is exactly this bridging between culture and design. But again, I want to come back to what I said at the beginning, that not every project is going to be blatantly cultural, but take every project as a learning opportunity to learn how you can better connect with people, how you can make people feel seen, and how you can be empathetic and loving through it. So thank you so much for listening to my mini episode on bridging culture and design. I hope that you learned a lot from it. And if you have any questions about this or want to talk through kind of your thoughts or anything you wanted to add, let's chat. Send me a DM at sarah.design on Instagram or post something in the Facebook group. I want this to be an open dialogue. Obviously, I don't have all the answers and I'm still continuing to learn as I grow and trying to find how to best serve my clients and be the best member of society and the world that I can be. So I love having this conversation. I hope you did too. And I will talk to you guys again soon. Have a great Tuesday. Bye guys.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Subscribe wherever you're listening to make sure you don't miss an episode. And we'd be forever grateful if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. We bet you've got designer friends who'd enjoy it too, so share it with them. If you'd like to submit an inbox question for us to answer on air or you want to get in contact
1: with us directly, email us at inbox at betterbranddesigner.com.
0: Our Facebook community is one of the most positive, supportive, and fun groups we've ever been a part of. We'd love for you to join us. Search for Better the Brand Designer Podcast on Facebook. If you love these
1: conversations between designer friends and would like to support us, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash better And
0: visit us online at betterbranddesigner.com to learn more about our podcast and snag major discounts on our favorite resources. Special thanks to our producer, John from Wayfair Recording Co. See you guys again
1: next week.